You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. One of the keys to having a successful small business that is so simple and yet not necessarily easy is to be seen. Making sure that you are seen by your prospects, by anybody who could know your prospects is so important. They say in order to close a client, you need to have someone first know, like, and trust you. Well, what's the most important part of that? The no. If people don't know you exist, then they can't come to like you and come to trust you and ultimately hire you, which is why I invited Leilani Wells onto the podcast today. She is an expert in being seen. She is a visibility and marketing strategist who works with high achieving entrepreneurs and creatives to increase confidence, clarity, visibility, and profits. I met Leilani on a business cruise last year hosted by the fabulous Amy Yamada, and right away it was clear that she had tons of ideas for me on how I could be seen more online. It took me about another six or eight months to actually commit to showing up online again. If you guys follow me on Instagram or now maybe on TikTok or Facebook, you'll see that there was a dramatic shift from me kind of coasting along to actually putting the effort into showing up every single day. And a lot of that has to do with the advice and the guidance that Leilani gave me. So without further ado, here is my interview with Leilani Wells. Leilani, welcome to the show. It's so amazing to finally have you on. Thank you. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, I am five foot five and a half, <laughs> in case you were wondering how tall I, who I am. And um, I love wa- long walks on the beach. <laughs> Me too. We've I've, done them together. Right. We sure have. <laughs> and it was incredible. It was like uh, incredible um, moments to remember forever. And just for my listeners, Leilani and I met on a VIP business building cruise in the Bahamas. What an amazing place to meet somebody. And um, we've been friends ever since. So I had to have her on the show. And she's also been um, advising me and tutoring me on social media. I did an amazing VIP day with her where she really kind of like jump-started my whole experience and gave me the lay of the land and gave me a plan. Um, And now that I'm actually doing it, which – if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen me blowing up on online. Like all of a sudden it was like the Pia show. That is all because of Leilani. <laughs> well, so tell me how you work with clients. Like what is your main focus? Is is what we did together, is that the main thing that you do? I guess I should share more about what I actually do as well. Um, <laughs> in addition to the fact that I enjoy the beach, I'm also a visibility strategist. I'm a marketing expert and I help you get seen. So if you are in business and you know you're on this fast paced, high level trajectory and you can feel it and you're like, what does this mean for visibility during this time? Maybe your messaging is shifting. Maybe the people that you work with is shifting a little bit, but you know, you have this great impact that you are making right now and you want to make it on an even bigger level. Those are the, that's when everyone comes to me where they want a little bit more clarity, um, a lot more confidence because they are confident people, but they want to be confident in the way they're showing up and, and really maximize the time you spend, right? 
So when it comes to who I work with and how I work with them, it's really more for me a matter of aligned people than how we go about it. There are structures in place. So like there's VIP like experiences where we work together for a whole month or just one day. Um, there is one-on-one coaching where we do either three months, six months or a year where we work together. And I take very few clients for that because those are the clients when you work one-on-one where you wake up and go to bed thinking about those clients. And it, it gets to be very, very much in alignment and very, very much that I know that they're going to implement at the utmost level for working that closely together. And that we can also really laugh together and have that joy, right? Because mm-hmm. that's why we're not in corporate. So we don't just like hang out with whoever the boss sat next to us. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, so I, to me, I see like two obvious zones of genius for you, if I may. Yes, and you can yes. tell me that you have a different one, but I, this is what I see. <laughs> one of them is helping bring out what is special about the person so that they can really show themselves. And the other is really strategic. Like, like you said, where do I spend my time? I mean, I am... I am doing what I don't recommend to my clients, um, especially when they're first starting out on social media, which is I'm on all the platforms and I'm doing all the things. But I'm doing that because I've been I've done this in the past and I have a team and I've got a lot of resources and I, I kind of started with a little bit of know-how, right? So I wouldn't recommend doing that in the beginning. But that said, even with resources and time and some know-how, I'm still like, okay, but I could. there's still endless things to do. And so being strategic about where I put my time and stuff is a really important thing. That's how I see it. Can we talk? So first of all, do you agree? <laughs> I agree. So, absolutely. Fair assessment. So let's talk about one and then the other. So let's talk first about the the creative stuff, like bringing yourself to the forefront, like showing yourself and, and shining in your best light so you can attract your ideal people. What, what do you find is kind of the biggest challenge people have with figuring that out when you first talk to them? Do they, do you work with people who kind of already know what makes them special or do you have to kind of help them or is it a bit of both? I'll say to the first point that you shared the different capacities, like it's creative and it's strategy where we work together. The creative space, it lends to us really feeling comfortable and aligned with each other and our personalities. And we can have, you know, slightly different or even very big um, belief systems as long as our core values are in alignment, that kind of thing. But we, we get to be in flow and all of that to be able to be creative, to feel like we're in a good space to like, when you're creative, you have to be free flowing. Um, so we have a, you know, a framework that we stay within to be able to be free flowing with that, where there's a strategy. And so, um, and I typically work with people who have been in business for at least two or three years. So there's a, there are resources they have or a team already in place. And, um, when I do work with people who aren't as established, cause I'd like to be able to serve whoever I feel called to serve, they typically go in my get seen membership program. And so I have a program where they can listen to different things week by week that is incredible for them. But when we work more one-on-one or do VIP sessions 
or we do um, what I call a content day where I may actually fly out to the person and get footage of them. And I actually work in conjunction with uh, a photographer that I can help them find or they find and I approve. And I guide mm-hmm. that photographer on the footage that we need. Um, typically, our goal is to get a year's worth of content that they can disperse throughout so we can combine that um, with VIP experiences, with one-on-one coaching, or I can just send them off with the footage, whatever we, you know, talk about and feel is best is what we wind up doing. Um, But I do the video stuff myself, depending on, you know, the pricing. And then another thing that I do, since I do have people that do have a team within their company with them, a lot of times, um, I will go and coach them and their team at the same time, because I used to run call centers and do hiring. So I know how to also um, weave sales, attraction, marketing, social media, marketing, all of that in with how to make the team cohesive and work together and who's best in what um, dynamic within the team. And then I can stay a little bit or I can come in for a month and get out uh, whatever we feel people need. I don't believe in, oh, someone's been with me for 10 years just to have them for 10 years, like that therapist that never heals you. Like, I think that some people need me for one month and some people need me for two years. Marketing is like all across the board and I'm going to be there with whatever you need when you need it. And I'm not going to try and oversell you stuff. You know, even though there are coaches we do need forever, marketing is not the coach we need forever. In my opinion. Interesting. Can I ask you um, something really interesting you said you do sometimes is uh, spend a full day with someone and create content for a year. What does that actually look like creating content for a year in one day? Yeah. Well, first of all, I shouldn't have said one day. It's more, it's so, so I'm doing it um, next month for a client. I'm flying out to California and now this is two days, a two day span we're doing it for. And then that's still really fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's two days. Um, And also we're doing pre-planning and also um, he's been my client for about two and a half years. So I know him very well. So for a year's worth of client, if for someone that I don't know to that capacity, it'd probably be more like three days um, that I would want to do that because these sessions are very like draining. It's real work. Content yeah. creation is something to be respected and um, treated and understood as real work. And when you get the best work, it's when you're able to be in flow. So it's, you know, the less tired, the more pre-planning you do, the better I, I think that the good, the great combo is like the VIP experience with the content day is just beautiful because over the month it can be planned out and we can get tons of content, um, have fun, you know. But what does that look like? Like what, what are you doing for that day? Are you interviewing them? Are you following them around? Like do you, what, what is that day? What is like that plan look like? So, <laughs> um, the, some of the best photos and videos you can get are from your cell phone now, right? So literally I have a microphone attached to my cell phone most of the time. I also have my professional camera as well. So we go around with both. And literally, I have um, a sheet that we pre-plan of what all the videos are going to be about. Right now, short form is queen. So like each video we're doing is actually just one minute or less that we're doing. So as long as we planned each topic out in advance, and we do it for the schedule of the year. Like for instance, we might do a Merry Christmas video and I have you bring an ugly sweater and that's pre-planned and now we're by some Christmas tree and we have it staged and this video isn't going to go out until Christmas of next year you know so we have a shot list 
And also I work with your photographer. So um, with this next one coming up, I had her split her one session in two. So I communicated back and forth with her over the phone, email, all of that for a couple of weeks leading up to my client's shoot and told her exactly what I wanted her to get. And then Mm -hmm. she got those shots. And then she's also coming to one of our two content days that we have coming up. And she's going to get shots of him that day that I'm there guiding and then pre-plan and then shots of all of us. And then her benefit to working with us on that is also that I'm putting her on social media through all of this process. Through that day, I plastered her and I coached her on social media. She learned and for her business. And then I had that benefit of my client now having photos to give to me and my team to edit onto graphics with what my quality level of worth it work is for what my team does. So I don't have to worry about extra work because we have these pictures. And now we have to do all this weird edits and there's not enough space to put words if we want or, totally. you know, it's all workable <laughs> stuff. So really essentially when you pre-plan, everything's in the pre-planning, when you pre-plan these content days and you say, this is what I need for the whole year. This is what I'm doing this day, this date, this date. Oh, I already know I'm booked to be on this speaking engagement. So what are we going to need for surrounding dates? What kind of content would be great for that? And we get all that video. Every little moment is like, okay, if we pre-plan this each day, depending on how comfortable um, the person is on the content day, can be like three hours that we do all the footage. Wow, that's incredible. So it's really about this planning. So give me, give us a little taste of what it looks like to plan a year's worth of content in your eyes. Specifically, if you, it sounds like the focus being short form content for social media. Okay, yeah. it's, it's super fun because it's a lot of talking back and forth with my client and hanging out. And then I just get these ideas. So month to month, we'll talk about like what they've got going on throughout the whole year that they know of already. And we'll write it down. We'll also go through like yearly holidays and write them down. And it could be like, oh, today's hot dog day. Do we want to do a video on this? Heck no, that's cheesy, you know, <laughs> or yeah, you know what? I have a great idea for hot dog day. Now I'm going to do something for hot dog day, you know? And so you find when you look at the holiday uh, uh, calendar, some cool things you can do. Um, and then we talk about environments, like what they usually are doing throughout their life and where they're usually at. And and then, okay, well, if I come to you, what is the content I'm going to get of you? Like, oh, okay. Like one of the things I get with a main client is I get a lot of content of him driving in his car. So when I'm filming, it, it's pretty funny because I'm in my seatbelt, but my I'm like sitting backwards against the windshield to get this perfect angle of him while we're driving and it's bouncing around. And I got the perfect angle. And I look like a stunt person getting the footage of him. Uh And he's got the microphone up in his shirt from my phone, you know, that it's right here. And the sound quality, the video quality is outstanding. These phones are incredible. You can make movies out of them now, you know. Yeah. Um, What else does it look like? The planning of it. I hear a lot about like locations. I listen for close locations because... Like, for instance, if I was doing a location shot of different things at where you're at right now, it can look like multiple locations and we would just turn and go different backgrounds, different placement of things. So you don't have to necessarily travel all over the place. You can get like five different location feels and looks I can tell already by your space that you have there. And then so we'd map that portion out. But we'd also map out, okay, there's a coffee shop down the street. What does the inside of your car look? You know, your hubby's car, is that a good one? Do you have a boat? Like, what are things? Do you have a top of your building? Like, what are close locations where we can 
compact the amount of hours so you're not drained and you're still yeah. excited and having fun. We can we can get a lot of different looking things. And then are we going to go and have fun shopping? Why not go and get some footage at Target, you know, <laughs> or, or maybe some right. fun, you know, Mickey D's um, footage where we pretend we're going fast food and then we're like, ew, why are we here? And heck no, we're not eating Mickey D. You know, like whatever. Well, it sounds like like variety is important. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I'm asking asking for a friend because sometimes I set stuff up and I'm like, okay, cool. This camera, like the lighting is good. Like I got all these ideas. I'm going to bang these videos out, right? Like I'm not trying to shift every video. I'm trying to make a lot of obviously high quality, but still I'm trying to make a lot of content. How important do you think it is to shift the background, have variety? Like what, how do you think about that? And what do you recommend to the audience? Yeah. Okay. So the audience didn't hear our conversation the other day when we were talking about your reels on TikTok, but I'll just kind of share and bring that as an example. So the other day, um, Pia was like, what do you think of these videos I'm putting on TikTok, this and that? And I said, well, check this out. Like you're saying these, and then we call them talking head videos where you're giving the one, two, threes of like mm -hmm. implementation things we can do. But then there was one where she walked in where her hubby had like played a, a poker game the night before and left like a little, a few drinks out and like a table and she was joking about that but it showed like her cool space and so people really liked that different creative space different thing to look at playful things with the eye and there's different layers and levels to that like sometimes it's too much and sometimes it's just perfect so it's hard to explain but the fact of the matter is is like I was like hey they're gonna love that different scenery and look at how many views that's getting because it's a little bit different scenery where we get that different talking head video where like how I'm showing up here, I'm at my friend's place and she's got like this, you know, colored wall. It's kind of playing a little posty thing on the back um, and the side, but it's not much going on, right? And so if I was giving you one, two, three points, you can really focus and hone in. And that's really great for people coming back regularly for you to be able to get people to say, you know what? She knows what she's talking about. Let's sign on to her program. Let's buy something. So those are great in their own way as well. And then when you're looking to really bump your views, cause you want to do both of these things, you want to have a good balance is what it is. You know, sometimes people, we have this tendency to think in, in one or the other. If this is good, then that's not good. If this is not good, then that is good. No, there's like a little bit of everything. And so when you showed that, it was like, ooh. Then people were like watching it, longer watch time, thinking it was cool. So it, it was more of that entertaining element, that vibey element. Yes. Okay. This is the elephant in the room, I think, for people thinking about social media, right? Do I need to sing and dance and lip sing on TikTok <laughs> to get clients? Does that even make sense? I know why that that poker table video was like immediately got a couple hundred views when the other ones didn't. Because first of all, my market is really niche, right? Like super niche. And a lot of my talking head videos are they're speak, I mean, and I'm being really specific too, right? I'm saying like in every video, I'm like one to two person branding agencies, because frankly, like if that's not you, yeah, you can watch, but it's not really helping, you know, my cause at all. But a video like that doesn't matter who you are. Anyone can hop on board. I'm just like laughing about how my husband didn't clean up his poker game, right? <laughs> and how now I have to like go clean it up before I do content creation. But my question to you is, you know, 
a lot of people want to go viral. A lot of people want the views. We look at the views. But where is that in relation to, do we really care about the views? Like we're trying to bring in clients and nurture people into eventually hiring us or joining whatever we're doing. So where is that fine line and where should we be focusing? It really is dependent on where people are at in their business. I have um, clients that need to do certain things and others that don't need to do those things. Like we talked about the beginning with you, how you have resources, right? You have people and you also are a branding agency and you teach other people how to brand. So you have a very keen understanding for a lot of what I do and are able to implement at a faster pace. So am I going to go to another client who let's say does um, bookkeeping and talk to them the same way I talk to you? Heck no, I'm not. So we got to understand that some of us are going to be intimidated, but still just go and do it. And others are going to be intimidated and they're going to stop and watch what everyone else is doing before they make their decision. I'm not worried about what everyone else is doing. I'm worried about what feels right to my client and then helping them maximize upon that before we add something else into the mix. So the answer is it depends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. (laughs) answer is it depends we got to start with what we got to start with your goals we got to start with what kind of background you have what kind of resources you have and then decide a strategy from there yeah i mean if you don't like if you're on facebook all day and you see someone making money on instagram you're going to come to me and be like i think i'm supposed to be doing instagram and i'm going to say you're enjoying facebook well enough sell something there (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then let's worry about Instagram. You know what I mean? I I always bring people back to this because they hear the word social media and they get freaked out or they hear the word marketing and they get freaked out. What we got to remember is what those things are at their core. They're a form of communicating and they're a form of reaching more people to communicate with in less time with more efficiency. Why Mm. would we not want that for our business? Efficiency and more time freedom. Why do you think people get freaked out by social media? It's the same thing as speaking on stage and people don't realize that. They don't make that correlation. You know, people are more afraid of speaking on stage as we all heard that, you know, saying that so many people are afraid of speaking on stage. They'd rather die. And nobody's discussed the fact that social media is you creating your own stage. So this is the same thing that that everyone has always been afraid of. We, you and I are on stage right now. Right. It doesn't feel quite as intimidating. Was that just because I've been doing it? (laughs) Yeah, you've been doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There is that that red light syndrome people get when the the camera goes on. And I remember it was a lot worse before. I mean, it's really, Mm -hmm. to me, it's been just practice, right? I feel like people think, oh, you just like to be on video. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) I wish you had seen me even like five years ago. I was terrified of photos video every time it would go on and be like Shit, i can't remember anything i want to say right <laughs> so practice 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 um what do you do with with clients who are kind of terrified of the red light or do you not do not know. have those <laughs> are those not good clients <laughs> uh, I, yeah i don't know that they're my clients but i, mm. I think that uh, but i don't want to say they're not because everyone has a little bit of that like i even have a little bit like you know, when I go on stage as an MC, I get nervous the fir- right before I go on stage the first the first mm-hmm. time during that day. Mm-hmm. I get nervous. I just feel like we all have levels of that. 
But what I do with them, I think is it starts before they even work with me is I think I've helped people understand, like, if I see you this way, what is there to be concerned about? But I think like, for the most part, if we wind up working together, you know that that I'm gonna like really help you understand who you are, because I see who you are. And that's why we're working together in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I feel like people feel better about themselves when they're working with me, because they know I see their capabilities. And they just decided to trust in what I think about them and not their own insecurities over that. You know, what's really refreshing about this conversation is you don't have a specific agenda or strategy that you think people should think about. It sounds like, I feel like I want, I want you to tell us like, okay, but how many times should we post? Okay, but where should we focus our energy? Okay, but what kind of content should we make? And you're like, it depends. <laughs> depends yeah. on you. It depends on your goals. It depends on who you are, what you have, resources, your time, your energy level, like all that stuff. And really yeah. that's, what I'm getting is that's the most important lesson for social media is <laughs> you got to do what makes sense for you and not try to do something else. Am I picking up what you're putting down? You're so picking up. And, and you know, I'm cracking up here, uh, laughing with you, not at you and laughing at myself because I always attract like I think what is it called type A personality where they're like, I need this and this and this because it's it's what I need in my life and I'm what they need in their life. And it's like literally like, hey, like, you don't have to freak out about all every little detail and putting it like there's no creativity in that and you're out of flow and there's nothing fun and who wants to watch that on a video yeah and at the same time you need to have some form of structure to actually get the videos that you need in the amount so you can't be all like ooh you know in head in the cloud stars um so that's why i'm laughing because it's just like you know people want to have like this whole okay this is what we do it at 5 a.m and then at 6 a.m we do this and then you'll have 50,000 followers and five signups and it's just like no dude you get to see who just wants to be in your presence and roll from that you know and it works it's so freeing and so fun and so magnetic you know because when you're creating content it's not just about information, it's about entertainment, you know, and it's about, um, you know, getting those questions, um, go, that dialogue going back and forth and being, letting people have a window into who you are. And, and you know, that's another thing too. People are like, I don't want people to know all my business. Like, that is like such a cop out to me. Like nobody tells all their business online because they're visible Grant Cardone is not online telling his personal conversations with his wife. You know, him and Elena aren't going and spilling the beans, you know, like I'm not telling my personal business, but people see my personality. They see my essence in our conversations. Right. Mm -hmm. And I give them a window into what's appropriate. It's kind of like when I was younger and you'd go to people's houses before social media, um, people would have their coffee table album and they would have their best photos on the coffee table that when family and friends came over, they can proudly say, oh, this is little Susie and little Johnny, you know, and here they are uh, looking all cute and like in their like on our vacation. And then the other shots of the vacation or when they, you know, took their first poop in their diaper or whatever was going on that you don't put on the coffee table. Right. They, we didn't throw those away. They were in a box in the attic or in some closet. 
And those are the photos that we looked at when we were feeling like being close to the people we love and we had a, a, a off day, like a Saturday or Sunday where we're relaxing. We open up the tub that we never show our guests and we're looking and we're tears are rolling from this beautiful memory of this and that happening of these moments in time. And there's a little blur in the photo or maybe we didn't look that cute. Whatever was going on that you didn't want to show everyone else, that precious personal stuff was for you. You still have that with social media. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, I want to highlight what you said. You want to show your personality, not your personal everything, right? Mm -hmm. So there are windows into things that might be outside of your business, but it doesn't have to be everything. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to worry about that. And, you know, I've been thinking about that too, because again, like I'm very like, I'm newly back and thinking about like which parts which parts are make sense for me to share? And also how much do I wanna be thinking about this like as I go about my day, right? Because right. some of that stuff, I know I'm challenged with that and I'm curious how you um, approach this. When you get on the social media mindset, well now everything is like, ooh, that would be a good reel. Ooh, that would be good content. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit, now I got my phone out, you know? And I don't, and I don't like to live like that. Like I don't wanna have my phone out all the time. In fact, we have a, a rule we, we only kind of follow because it's very hard to follow uh -huh. where we keep our phones in our bedroom at all times. Like there's a spot in our bedroom and we come in yeah. and we plug our phones in there and that, and if you want to look at your phone, you got to go into the bedroom to look at it because if not, right, we got that addict vibe. It's just sitting on the table. Steve and I both will just pick it up and look at it. We not even noticing. And, and that creates like such a different dynamic in your house, which is so, such a hard habit to break. But my point is like having that phone around makes me it's like really easy to be like, oh, I should do this, I should do that. And it kind of takes you out of the moment. And I, I sometimes struggle to find the balance of wanting to share my personality and these organic moments and not wanting to walk around looking at life through a phone. Do you ever struggle yeah. with that? Yeah, I do struggle with that. What do you do with that? Or, or does it factor into how you look at your own social media? Because this is your world, like you are doing this for other people, right? Yeah. So it's like, I'm at a whole other level. Well, so because I'm at a whole other level, I've realized how important it is to figure out as best as I can, mm -hmm. because I found myself like being overly critical and um, like a little bit depressing. Um, there was a period in time where I caught it from how much I was doing social media. Cause you gotta think like, I'm not just doing it for myself. I'm doing it with team. I'm doing some individual stuff that I don't even send off to team cause it's quicker to do it myself. And these are for Your screen all time people. must be uh, through the roof. <laughs> Not only it's your job. Yeah. Not only was it through the roof or is it through the roof, but if you're really at this level of trying to make sure that your messaging is proper for other people mm -hmm. and for yourself, you're thinking, how will this person receive this? How will that person receive this? I mean, my mind is thinking about politics, religion, social stuff, diversity uh, things where people are going to receive things differently than others mm -hmm. and how to make sure that every Every consideration is made from every angle of whose voice I'm speaking in, not just like, oh, is this going to make money or get a client? It's not even like that. Is I'm always thinking of what is great that serves the client, myself, and the person viewing this. Is everyone that receives this going to have a positive experience? Because that's the way that 
you have to think not is this going to sell something because that's not long-term vision and it's not ethical and it doesn't feel good Mm. it's just not good so you got to think from the perspective of am i adding value to everyone involved including myself and so that's a lot of analyzing Instead Mm -hmm. of just like you and me, like talking, we're just having a conversation. So it makes you really get into this mindset of it's really hard if you do that too much. And so this is my job on top of it. So I understand what happens with people. And I do find that it's important because of that and because of your eyes and different things and people around you and having that quality time and experiencing real life, all of these layers of it are important for this to be a focus. And I do believe that just trying, it creates you doing it to enough. I mean, this is a world, we're in a different world and I think we should embrace it and not try and be like we used to be before we had cell phones. Mm-hmm. At this, you know, we find our own balance that works for us. Me, I'm a single mom. I don't like the fact that my son and I are already on our electronics too much. Mm -hmm. So um, what I do is when we are off our electronics and I do figure out all of those times to make sure that we're off it, that we like put our phones to the side and we have quality time. The time we have gets to be super quality. Like yesterday, we went on this amazing walk together and we went and like looked at different shops, went in a different place. Um, different places and had these experiences laughed while we were walking it was so funny he was like we were walking down the street and a bus drove by and he stopped and looked to the left I was like what what dude you worried that we missed our bus and he starts laughing and I was like I missed the bus uh I missed the bus and that was something that I'll never ever ever do again uh and he was like what I was like no when I was a kid there was a song I missed the bus and he's like mom you are such a dork like you are so cheesy he's like laughing he's like that's such a dumb song I was like well it was a song back then I forget who sang it but I missed the bus was a big deal and he's like that's cheesy he's like I don't know how I feel like sometimes the cheese is good and it's bad I was like oh just call me gouda and he's like what <laughs> i'm like no okay don't call me gouda call me cheddar now i'm mozzarella <laughs> we're just like going down the street doing this nonsense and but like if you think about it this is the kind of like real life nonsense that happened more and more when Before. we didn't have our phones yeah. we didn't have our phones now we're like let's produce this for our phone it's like totally backwards and you're like It's all stage, but it's all beautiful. There's nothing wrong with both. It's just like, we got to stop shaming ourselves and guilting ourselves. This is a life we're dealt. Let's just see what we can do to find balance. So that's my tip. Do the best you can, (laughs) That's your tip. I think that's a great tip. Give yourself some grace and also take some space. Grace and space. Um, I love it so much. Leilani, where can we get some, uh, where can we get some more information from you? Where should we find you online? Where should my, my listeners, uh, find you to get more inspiration and, and insights into the world of social media and what they could or should be doing? If you are a newer entrepreneur or if you are just wanting to like work with me a little bit or, or learn from me a little bit, but not like go all in and just learn more, I do have, um, get seen the membership where I go week by week and um, I share things like what P and I are talking about and you can ask me questions on Facebook live it, live it is a private group and there's a lot of different perks you can go to getseenmembership.com and see more about that but if you want to go to leilaniwells.com and find out all the things you can go there and then my handle is the same across all the social media platforms on purpose 
Um, I like to pe- keep people in what I call the Leilani loop. And <laughs> it is Leilani M. Wells. Now, Leilani is spelled L-E-I-L-A-N-I. Leilani M. Wells um, is my handle. DMs are the best way. On whatever your favorite platform is, I check all my DMs um, to connect with me um, and just have a conversation on what your needs are. Or if you just want to say, hey. <laughs> Leilani, thank you so, so much. And obviously, I think the world of you. And I'm so, so grateful for all of the strategic work we've done so far. Good. So thank you so, so much for coming on the show and sharing all your brilliance. Um, we'll share all of those links in the show notes. Thanks, Leilani. I will talk to you soon. Yay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with more no BS tips for your agency so you can find more profit, ease, and freedom. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs.